Dive into the thrill of Sydney's Spring Carnival, where world-class horse racing, fashion and entertainment combine. Welcome to the Sydney Set with Mick Gannon and Nick Ashman. Ah, good morning, everybody. It's Golden Eagle Day at Rose Hill Gardens. The $10 million feature, can you believe it? We've got $25 million worth of prize money up for grabs at Rose Hill this afternoon. The favourite for the Golden Eagle goes by the name of Amelia's Jewel. She's a WA mayor. She's an absolute superstar. Her trainer... Simon Miller, he's going to join us in just a few minutes' time. Down at Flemington, of course, we've got Victoria Derby Day, $7 million up for grabs there at headquarters in Melbourne. And to dissect all the action, as he does each and every week with me, Mick Gannon. Good morning, sir. Good morning, mate. What a day we have ahead. Fair dinkum. I don't know about you, mate. I've been up nice and early. I am pumped. Um, I don't rub it in. You know exactly what time (laughs) I got up. My filthy four-year-old son got me up at 1.40 a.m. until nearly 5 a.m. Got him, yes. Yes. Oh, that's, you know what, he's average, Tony. Oh, um, gee whiz. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough game being a dad, and you mix it with racing on Derby Day. He just picked a terrible time. He's a good kid, too, and he just, like, He's just, just over-raced, and that's okay. It's Derby Day. He's keen, and that's he's keen. and I get it, and I get it. And I'll tell you what, like, what having the narratives today? Like you got Shinzo worth a hundred billion if it wins the uh, mm. <laughs> wins the Coolmore. You got Damien Oliver last Derby Day. Mm. Um, gee, J Mac. Well, will he ride he, seven, eight? How many? We well, could win J-Mac all three great ones. And then well, you got a ten million dollar Golden Eagle. <laughs> wow, that's massive, isn't it? Wow. Man? And and it's surprising, isn't it? We've got a lot of Melbourne jockeys up in Sydney because yep. they're chasing. I mean, the fact is, there's twenty five million up for grabs in Rose Hill, seven at at Flemington. So that's why we're seeing. You know, Craig Williams, Damien Lane, Ben Mellum, et cetera, up in Sydney. J-Mac's gone to Melbourne. It's probably because of uh, Shinzo and the uh, the stallion uh, value of him and what that might mean for J-Mac in the future. So, um, Mick, anything you've noticed from the week that's just been? Um, Question than, without notice. I probably uh, could have prepped you up on this. Other than you not packing a suit? No, nothing. <laughs> Wasn't that just a terrible situation? Anyway, I'm picking up the suit in about an hour and a half's time when we're done here. Hey, um, before we get Simon Miller on, let's um, let's just update the track walker information for Rose Hill and also your best pet for this afternoon. So track walker information just coming through, uh, suggesting that um, a little bit off rail. There is some given the track, as you would imagine. We're expecting... Uh, up to 15 mils of rain at Rose Hill on Saturday afternoon. They think if that rain comes, that it will certainly be an off-fence day, as you would expect. Mick, how does that sit with your best bets and the rest of uh, your bets for the 10-race card? Well, I've been on radar watch since about 3 o'clock this morning. I haven't seen uh, much rain come in. They they do say that there's up to 15 mils predicted. I'd be surprised if they get any. Okay. But best bet of the day, race nine, number six, Canberra Legend or Canberra legend. This horse is better than land legend by about two or three lengths. We saw land legend come out and absolutely destroy them in the St. Ledger. Uh, mm. Canberra legend looks to be far too classier for this lot. Race nine, number six, Canberra legend. Best of the day. What's yours, mate? You, uh, hey, hats off. You dominated last week. Well done. Thank you, sir. Uh, look, I, I think for me, it'll be um, race, uh, what is it? Race four, number two. Is it Shuey? Is that how we pronounce it? Show high. Show high. I'm going to call it Shuey, as in, you know, let's Shoey. go and do a Shuey, mate. Bit of a uh, bit of remember, ben- married at first sight, the Daniel, bloke on that last Daniel season. Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, let's do a Shuey and celebrate. But, oh, um, cry, look, he, he, I, I think Shuey's a, a sorry, she, I should say, she's a she's a really good mare. They've taken their time with her Hawks racing first up from a spell. She's played six of her seven runs. Uh, she flies first up and she's trialed pretty well recently, so she'll do me. 
uh, as the best bet for the day. Um, before we get to Simon Miller, Amelia's jewel in the uh, the Golden Eagle. She's just got to turn it around from the poor performance in the Turak. Yeah, absolutely. We'll just see how she goes. It'll be interesting to see how she's uh, acclimatised up here in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Simon will give us the inside word there. Uh, her best is definitely good enough. Yeah, absolutely. And, of course, uh, at uh, Flemington today as well, we've got the the Archer, which is the Lexus, and it's the last chance to qualify for the Melbourne Cup as well. And there's about a handful of horses there uh, led by Ladies Man, who's the top weight for the Archer. And if he gets uh, the win on the board, he'll jump into the Melbourne Cup field. Some news overnight, speaking of the Melbourne Cup, Valiant Kings come out of the race. Uh, and that now means that Ladies Man is the 24th horse in the order of entry. But of course, if he doesn't win the Archer today and someone else does, that's still in the hunt for a Melbourne Cup spot, he'll get punted back out of the field to 25. So as it is each and every year, it's always interesting to see who scrapes into the 24-horse field, Mick. Uh, extremely interesting. I don't think any of those horses from the Archer will go close. <laughs> so uh, God Seems speed. like everyone wants to back Vorban. No, you can, leave, you can leave me out of, of Vorban. I want to see the horse at least parade a treat before I have anything on it because I wouldn't back the, it with yours. 31 degrees on Tuesday. I don't yeah. know too many Irish people that have spent time in that kind of weather. <laughs> Melting. Melting. Complete melt job. Uh, I, I heard that in um, in track work that he was a bit, uh, you know, a bit uh, up and about, so to speak, mm. and that worries me because you're now going to have a hundred thousand people there on Cup Day making well a lot of noise, and if he parades poorly and turns it up, you can have your three dollars fifty. You can yeah. absolutely have it, and you can send it. I think without a fight, uh, the horse that I'm re- like really keen warming to. Well, I hope you're right. Uh, speaking of sort of favourites for major races, uh, Amelia's Jewel. Currently around the $3.80 mark for the $10 million Golden Eagle this afternoon. Her trainer, Simon Miller, has been very kind to take some time out of his extremely busy schedule being over here on the Eastern Seaboard. Simon, good morning. Thanks for coming on the Sydney set. And how's the nerves on Golden Eagle morning? Morning, Nick. Mick, no, nerves are good. We're fine. So we've um, settled in well in Sydney and went for a little walk with her this morning. She's lovely and relaxed, so she's ready to go. How she acclimatised to uh, to Rose Hill? Where she's staying, staying Simon, and uh, yeah, how's she doing? Uh, staying at John O'Shea's, so stay at the old boss. So did the right thing there, and uh, we're at Randwick, obviously. But um, but she got up here Thursday morning and hasn't missed a beat. So uh, she knocked her feet off morning and night, which is always an easy read on her when she does that. She dialed in and um, took her for a little spin around. Ran week yesterday on the track and she was good. I assume John's cooking your breakfast each morning. You're up there, Simon? No, he found out I was here coming up, so he went to Melbourne. He, I think he's avoiding you. <laughs> Without the Baskin <laughs> and mates. And co. Um, <laughs> what, look, obviously, let's talk about the, 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 the two rack handicap because it was probably a, a, a little blemish on what is an outstanding record. How did she sort of come through? Um, there's been a bit of, you've spoken a bit about her in, in various other medium outlets, but how did she come through that run, the progression since the day after the two-rack to what you're seeing on race morning today? Well, her greatest asset is the, how much she um, can demolish feed. And um, from that two-rack run Saturday night through to um, Wednesday, she wasn't eating. And then Thursday, she finally got back on, on her feed and was away again. So um, there was a little bit of a virus burn around Flemington, which none of us were aware of at the time, but a few trainers 
subsequently pulled me up and, and just said, um, our horses are doing the same thing, poor performance, not eating, uh, mm. but it's not coming up in the bloods or anything. So, anyway, so, but we had, a, once we rolled out the Cox Plate, I had three weeks to the Eagle. So I had, I had a week up my sleeve where I could just potter around and, and so it was work, like it worked out in our favour. Uh, in the run today, in terms of you know where she's drawn and and where she likes to get, uh, where do you see her settling? Probably depends on the tempo. If they're going quick, we'll drift back a bit, and if they're not going overly quick, I'm sure Frosty would be sort of on top of the speed somewhere. So we've drawn the gate where we've got the luxury of just making it up on the flies, depending on how it all unfolds. I'm tipping they'll go pretty solid, but ten ten million dollar race. Simon, rock along. sounds like Amelia's jewel's ready to go. She's ready to rock. She's eaten up, um, everything ticking, ticking all the boxes, which is fantastic. Man, you've got seven other runners today, uh, or six other runners today going around in uh, Ascot. Any push for any of those for the uh, for the punters that like to uh, to get on early or maybe find a way out over at Ascot? I'll, <laughs> I'll win race two. Um, she's flying. I should was a train wreck the other day. Yeah, she got so close to the winner was probably a reflection of where she's at. So it's Melkar Bindari, you can play her. Yep. Uh, I yep. think she's around I think she's around the even money quote. So she should she should get the job done if you want to run a three year multis. Beautiful. That's... And anything uh, anything towards the future as you head towards, you know, like a winner bottom stakes, a northerly stakes or a WA Guineas that we should be uh, keeping an eye on? Got a good filly, uh, generosity who was unlucky the other day. She's in on Tuesday. Um, she'll progress towards a champion Phillies Guineas. Yep. So you could probably just keep it on her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the old boy Road is in next Saturday and he'll head to a gold rush, but he's airborne, so you can keep it on him as well. Okay, beautiful. So we've got 4.04 p.m. Uh, Malka Pindari into hopefully Amelia's Jewel. Who's the horse you got to beat in the Golden Eagle today, Simon? Oh, probably. I mean, everyone's crowing. Hawaii five zero. I still think Legato's got to be a chance as well, but it's pretty cool how they've all drawn right alongside each other. So we'll, we'll see how the race unfolds. But I see Hawaii five zero since I've been here. He's the first one out onto the track as he walks past it. So I've had a look at him. He's just a, he's a big horse. He's a beast, isn't um, he? So probably, yeah, he's he, he's he's a spat. Um, so probably maybe that one I'd say because it'll be up on top of the speed. After today, Simon, uh, when do you head back home? Uh, myself, I'll be gone yeah. tomorrow. I'll go tomorrow. I've got to get back home. But uh, mm. and the horse won't head back for a couple of weeks. And next flight's not till the twentieth. So oh. she can hang around in Sydney and have a little bit of a spell. And uh, I'll go back because um, our carnival's just about to take off. What do you do after this run with Amelia's Jewel? Do you do you? have a look over in the West for her, or does she go for a spell now? Yeah, it's a good question. I'll, I'll probably just get through to today. Uh, she's nominated for two races. But that was more insurance. Uh, the nominations closed the day, the day after the Turak, and I wasn't too sure where I was at with it, so I just threw the noms in. Mm. You could entertain the idea, but it's not it's not the be-all and end-all. We'll just see what happens today and then come up with our next move, uh, whether it be play the carnival or, or we just spell and then get ready for the autumn. Well, Simon, best of luck today. She's un, you know she's only had the one run fourth up from a spell, which she obviously won, and she's a superstar horse. We're really happy to see her 
up in Sydney running in such a big race and all the very best, mate, and thanks for coming on the Sydney set. No, no problem. Thanks, uh, Mick and Nick. Good to, good to chat and I hope you find a winner and uh, have a good day. Yeah, will do. Good hey, on Simon. you, Simon. There is Simon Miller. He's an absolute superstar, ripping bloke, Mick, and uh, he's got the favourite for the Golden Jewel and I think it'd be rude for us to, uh, to not preview the race, but uh, we'll get a moment here from the sponsors. Noisy, the newest betting app this spring. Time to bet noisy. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Yes, with the Victoria Derby Day at Flemington and the Golden Eagle at Rose Hill, it's time to bet noisy this Saturday. Riff Rocket is the favourite in the time-honoured Victoria Derby. $2.05. Wow. While Sunsets looks a solid each way, value play with noise. Yet Rose Hill, Hawaii Five O is the favorite in the $10 million Golden Eagle trading around the $4 mark with Amelia's Jewel narrowly behind at 420 on the Noisy app. Uh, the Golden Eagle, how's the race setting up in terms of a speed map, Mr. Gannon? Yes, there's a mighty question you've got there, Nico. And as I just flick over here, well, mate, there's an abundance of speed from uh, the likes of Hawaii Five-O. Ab- oh, oh boy, Oban Buramai. There we go. Got it. Got it out. Pericles. I was hoping you'd have a crack at that too. <laughs> Pericles, Golden Mile from Barrier Seventeen out wide. Nico is gonna have. They're gonna have to push the button there, aren't they? Yep. You'd think so. So they're they're the four that'll go forward, and then you then it's just depending on how they jump. You know, as Simon said, Amelia's Jewel. We'll just see how they go. Um, and I think that's how we sort of see the uh, the leaders. And then in and around that, well, it's worth $10 million. So everyone will be trying to get a position. Mm. Where, where do you have Kovalika getting to from his outside gate? Does he have to go right the way back to the tail? Yeah, absolutely. So he, he'll, he'll, he'll go back. They'll ride for what you call seemingly luck, but there'll be, plenty, there'll be enough pace on. I'd suggest, you know, come the home turn, he'll be five lengths off them. Mm. And if they've gone, if they've gone really, really hard, he's a, he's a genuine chance. Okay, uh, what do you like in the race? Yeah, it, it's as far as betting propositions goes, probably isn't really one. But Hawaii Five O, I think now the tracks stay dry. I think he's been, you know, they they tell us he's been set for the race all preparation. We have to trust that. Um, was really solid in the Everest with you know, some excuses. Fifteen hundred meters probably suits him better than twelve hundred meters. Mm. And uh, well, peak fitness, right? The fit definition of rock hard fit maps a treat. Going to be very very hard to beat. I thought Oban Biramai, you know, is the uh, X factor. A bit of uh, Japanese form. Dry deck now. The rain hasn't come. Joshi Par Barrier Two. What do they do? He is one that might sit more like sit more forward on speed. I, I don't I don't know. I don't have a good grip on what they're going to do with that horse. But they're the two. I had Amelia's Jewel right there, and if I thought of just uh, Legado, oh, I, I can't believe I'm you know leaving out of the top three. But Legado is a big chance, but. It probably doesn't even end there, mate. What do you like? You can't have them all, can you? You've no. got to put the pen through a couple of that. You concede can win the race. So on Hawaii Five O, I thought it was interesting. Simon obviously noticed that uh, he's a very big horse, and mm. they trained him for an Everest, this preparation. But it's always a tricky one with a big sort of gross type of horse uh, to try and keep them to the sprints because they tend to get dour the more work you put into them. And you need to put work into them, otherwise they don't get fit because they're a big gross horse. Yep. 
So then you've got this tricky balance of trying to keep the sprint in their legs, but also making sure they're fit. So I think getting up the 1500 would definitely suit him. But I'm with the Wallop here here, Kovalika. That's why I asked you where he got to on your map. I think he's been desperate for a race with pace. I think he finally gets that. And his runs this preparation have all been good. Even that first up ninth was better than it looked on paper. If you look at his section, it was late. Osipenko, uh, he's had a mixed preparation. He was really mm. good first up in the Winks. And then I thought he was only just fair in his three runs in Melbourne. The Maccabi Diva was the pick of them when he was third behind Mr. Brightside. I don't think he stayed the 2,000 metres of the Turnbull. I know he won the Frank, Frank, Frank Packer Plate in the autumn. But he beat Pericles. He's probably not quite a staying type either himself. So... I don't mind him. He's got a very good Rose Hill record. He's only finished out of the placings once at Rose Hill, and that was a 1.3 length defeat behind Animo. So uh, I'm with Kovalika and Osipenko, uh, Mr. Gannon. Hey, um, just down in Melbourne, before we go to an ad break uh, and start our 10 race preview of Rose Hill, we've got the three group ones in Melbourne, the Victoria Derby, the Empire Rose, and the Coolmore Stud Stakes for the three-year-olds. What caught your eye down there? Yeah, in the Cornwall, I'm with a, a Ruffy. They, they were betting about 81s early in 61s, Ooh, even now like close this. to 51s. Don Corleone <laughs> in the Cornwall stud stakes. So I just said this horse marked uh, as a 1,200-meter Flemington horse, and we get to see that today. It's a big price. I had, I had him marked closer to $21, so I'm very happy Ooh. to play it on an each-way basis in the Cornwall. I think in the uh, in the derby, well, gee whiz, Riff Rock would be hard to beat, and the money's come. But I was leaning towards Apulia, but the price has now gone there. Hopefully we get a drift because obviously as they keep coming for Riff Rocket, Apulia is going to have to drift. But found that interesting. I know you have some thoughts there. I'll ask you that in, in two secs. And in the Empire Rose, I thought a tissue was very, very hard to beat. How did you see the uh, the Coolmore? Yeah, Coolmore's a tricky one, isn't it? I've gone with the fresh or the slightly fresher legs. I, I think, you know, the money's really come from Shinzo. He's been one of the best back runners all day in Australia. Incredible. 750 into 420 for a horse that sort of has finished ninth of his two runs today. <laughs> has been okay. He's been okay at best. Yeah. So where there's smoke, there's fire. Mm. I'm with the 10. I am unstoppable. He's got straight track um, yes, form are. his last two stops, <laughs> his last two starts. Little query with his sharp turn of foot out to 1,200 metres, but be shin to give him a suck ride in transit and uh, he should prove pretty hard to beat. In the derby, really keen on this guy each way. Uh, Air Assault. I was at the Valley last week hosting a function there for Cox Plate Day. He's a big, gangly horse. You can see that Zabil blood coming through in the way he parades. And he just didn't get around uh, Mooney Valley that well. Seven-day backup will suit this style of horse. And getting the Flemington as well, $18 and 4 bucks the place. That's an each-way bet all day. And I'm with you with a tissue. I think she's clearly the one to beat in the Empire Rose. If there's one outside of the market that might be able to run you a bit of a race, I thought Foxy Frieda did enough last start uh, when had a little gap between runs behind Wishlaw Lass. And third up from the spell, she's a winner at the mile at stakes level as well, Mr. Gannon. I'll tell you what, there's been some absolute steamers down at Flemington today. And I know we're going to... I know we're a Sydney-centric um, show and we're going to tackle this 10-race card, but there's been some really strong money. Horses, you know, a tissue off the map. Uh, mm. Well, you just mentioned it. Shinzo, very well backed. That, that Chris, Chris Waller-J-Mac combination. How many winners does J-Mac ride today? Uh, uh, hang on. Anzar Dozy's been absolutely hammered. Probably the best bet of the day at Flemington. Yeah, it looks hard to beat in the uh, wakeful, and she'll back up and take on uh, our girl, Tropical Squall. Don't forget, for the Sydney set listeners, you would have got the tip for Tropical Squall in the Oaks from Gay Waterhouse when she was on our second show here, and I think she tipped it when it was around the $15 mark. Correct. Now the $2.50 favourite. On that note, we're going to take a break here on the Sydney set. When we come back, we're going to dive into race one from Rose Hill on Golden Eagle Day. 
Get Noisy, the newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Sydney set. Let's take a look now at race one. This is the highway handicap from Rose Hill this afternoon. It's over 1,200 metres, Mr Gannon. Your favourite is Tribeca Star, around the 270 mark. Nash in the saddle. For Matty Dunn, he knows a thing or two about winning these highway handicaps, doesn't he? Oh, doesn't he ever. He's got the combination. Run them in uh, run them in Brisbane, put Nash on, and uh, bring them to Sydney for a highway. Tribeca star, the deserved favourite. Barrier 12 of some concern for me, though, over the 1,200 metres. So I've mm. gone Listomania uh, on top, uh, Tribeca star right there, uh, and it wouldn't, sh- wouldn't shock at all to see Tribeca star blow them away. But it's a no-bet race for me in the first. How did you see it? I'm going to have a little tickle. Love Shark was a horse that ran seven days ago and was heavily backed as well. Gained a start as an emergency in a highway handicap, heavily backed, and then uh, didn't have any luck whatsoever. Uh, on the seven-day backup, I think it can uh, possibly win here. It's been heavily backed as well, seven fifty into around $4.50. If you're looking for a bit of value in the race, well, Dollar Magic's been scratched, so I won't even give you that uh, selection. <laughs> right as I'm talking, it's coming out there. So uh, let's move on to race two. This is the Canadian Club Benchmark 78 over the 1,500 metres. Nails Murphy, Ben Millam up in Sydney riding for the Mar Eustace camp. He's got about a 25% strike rate when he teams up with that stable. It's your favourite, being well supported to 460 to around the 340 mark. Yes, there's two horses I am against here. Um, I'm in to win. Racing Group One Company New Zealand. Recent trial was pretty good. Rolls forward, positive map. So it ticks a lot of boxes. The 231-day break is a, is a massive negative for me and uh, willing to risk this horse at that price. Four for Cindy is another horse that I'm willing to risk. The two I'm really keen on, Dream Hour, comes through a midweek race, but overcame issues last start. He's got a peak run that's at least a length and a half better than this in it. Um, sure to improve off that last start. Big chance. You're getting tens. You're now getting around $7. Still a bet. Still happy to have a bet there. And I thought Nails Murphy was a horse that uh, 14 to 1,500 metres off the 21 days um, can very much bounce off that and produce a nice run. So Nails Murphy, dream hour. I'm playing them both. Okay. I liked uh, four for Sydney's run, Cindy's run last week behind Gringotts, who uh, really powered to the line to win that benchmark 78. She's on that seven-day backup, and uh, Damian Lane should give her a peach of a ride from barrier two. On to race three. This is the benchmark 78 over 1,900 metres. Mountain guest for our man Johnny Sargent is your favourite. Damian Lane in the saddle around the $3.80 mark. Queen, queen maker for Edward Cummings. I saw him in the... Uh, out at the airport at Qantas uh, last Saturday night, flying home after watching poor old Dewis uh, cop a, and what would you say, a checkered passage in the Cox Plate. It's, a, uh, it's probably pretty, a diplomatic way of putting it. Probably a diplomatic way to put it there, mate. I think uh, Kobosh here, third up, Amy McLucas gets the claim, sits probably more forward this time around, wants a little bit further to show his best, but I think plenty of boxes here at a decent price. So I think you pick this one, this race up along the way. I thought First Light is a horse that's probably a bit over the odds as well. I was happy to be against um, Mountain Guest at the price. How did you see the race? Yeah, look, I've gone with Queen, mate. I'm pretty sure they extended the noms for this race and, and Ed um, popped her in late in the piece. And her run two weeks ago in a benchmark 88, won by Stroke of Luck, who you... Uh, geniusly tipped at around the $7 mark. I thought that was a good performance. I think he's above average horse, stroke of luck, and she's had a couple of runs now at uh, 2,000 metres, so she'll do me on top at around the sort of four four fifty mark. Super stuff. 
On to race four. This is the benchmark 78 over 1,200 metres. Uh, my best for the day here, Shohai, or Shui as I'm calling it, around the 260 mark. Resumes from a spell. No surprise to see her a touch soft in the market because she's first up and there is some forecast of potential rain to uh, unfold this afternoon. What did you like here? You're not going to believe this, are you? What? Shohai. Lay of the day. Lay of the day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's got in. It's on, putters. Yeah, no, I've, got, I, I've, I've got a few negatives on this horse. I think the 217 days is just something I think, yep. oh, I just I want to see like 150, 160. I just don't like that. So it suggests there might have been just something niggling there. Um, mm-hmm. The ridden quite in two trials and now gets to a, a setup here, what, 1,200 metres wide barrier, Jay Ford. Jay Ford rides his percentage of of, of, um, of winners increases like 50% when he's ridden in the top four. Like it's beyond, like it's madness. And mm-hmm. horses ridden um, back beyond midfield, he doesn't have a very high strike rate. So I'm, I'm against Shohai for a number of reasons. And now... I'm going to get the horse beat. Now I've got to find what's going to beat it. Yep. Well, you can. You Ballroom can. Bella goes forward. Big chance. Afterlight Tommy Berry can improve. Only needs to go back what it did first up. Granted, it had plenty of favours, but I think the horse has come back much better this time in. Afterlight Ballroom Bella to beat Show High. What do you got to say? Well, I'm I'm keen to see uh, <laughs> what price you're going to give me on Show High. If you're Might be twenty nine dollars. <laughs> it just went from two sixty to two fifty as I'm looking at love it as it. well. So love it. Um, look, I, I'm going to stick with her. She, she ran second to Foxy Frieda at her most recent start. I know yep. you make the point two hundred fifty days ago. Foxy Frieda, I just gave her a push in a Group One at Flemington mm. this afternoon. So. Yeah, I take your point, and it's a very fair one. And it's probably where the conversation should go now is, well, she's 250. You're right. Off such a long break, these horses can get out. The pros that control the markets will typically say, this is a long break. We might get close to three bucks about her at some point in betting, Mick. Yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, if you get anything above that $3 mark, you have to reconsider your stance on the horse. I had it marked as a 1,400-meter second up, like really, really keen, which generally means it probably wins first up. <laughs> well, she might be able to win this and go on to a like a stakes race second up anyway. Yeah. Uh, like she did last preparation. Um, well, the battle's over. We'll see who wins that one later on today. Hey, race five's the benchmark 78 over 1,300 metres. Your favourite here is the five overriding for Nathan Doyle. Pioneer River on the seven-day backups had support as well. And Wizard of Oz giving a chance too here for Danny Williams. Yeah, I thought Robusto could win the race, but obviously if they don't turn up, you can't win. So that horse has been scratched, I believe. It might be going around Melbourne Cup Day, but I'll have to double-check that one. Overriding clearly on top. Was unlucky last start. Has plenty of scope for improvement here up to the 1,300 metres. Draws really well. Lands on speed. Makes uh, its own luck and very, very hard to beat today. How'd you see it? Yeah, I, I give overriding a big chance. The one that I thought maybe at a bit of a price was Mars Mission. I thought the performance last time out over 1,100 metres behind Dashing Legend had merit to it. And I think third up here from a spell, if you drill down on his third up form, it actually reads better than what you see. He's running some pretty handy races and hasn't always had conditions to suit. So Tommy Berry for Team Hawks, uh, race five, number eight, Mars Mission. We're going to take a break, Mick. Uh, and on the other side, we'll delve into race six and beyond at Rose Hill. Get Noisy, the newest betting app with Bang on opening specials. Time to bet noisy, people. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Welcome back to the Sydney Set Sydney Spring Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. Uh, Mr Gannon, we've got some love on the text line. Yeah, a bit of love here. Uh, Get on with it. 
Lads, uh, are you drunk? Um, that's good. No, not drunk. Just very tired and a little bit delusional. But uh, thanks for the text. That's good. Um, <laughs> loving good the show, boys. Jason from Maroolabark in Victoria. Thank you, Jason. They actually, funnily, they sent that at the same time. So uh, anyway, one of, one of them woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Uh, great show, lads. <laughs> Twice as many Group 1 winners running in Sydney today compared to Melbourne from Simo. That is, uh, well, that is a very interesting stat. What are, what are your thoughts on that, Nick? Wow. Yeah. Well, look, there's obviously with the attraction of $25 million, you're going to get the good jockeys and the good horses. So it, um, it makes sense. It's it? the cash. And the uh, cash. sorry, Mick, who was a $61 roughy you gave a big chance to earlier? Don Corleone. Don in, Corleone. In the Coolmore Starter Stakes. Which is race six at Flemington this afternoon. Uh, speaking of race six, let's go back up north of the border. Race six at Rose Hill. This is the Four Pillars Midway uh, benchmark 68. Can you believe it? It's $8.50 the field here with resistible, your favourite, Craig Williams in the saddle for Michael Friedman. Yeah, this is an intriguing race. Like, you could you could run it 100 times and, well, you, you could get um, 19, 18, 17 potentially, 19 different results. Like, it's just incredible. Speed-wise, Satinus rolls forward. Resistible has to be forward. And uh, ter- what was how, do you, how do you pronounce that one? Terranamika um, yep. goes forward as well. Now... To run a They're running for half a mil. I'd suggest there might be a few others that jump out of the ground here and roll forward. We're not sure which one's mm. going to be, met potentially ones with a claim. It's interesting. They're running for a lot of money, and, and there's a couple of jockeys here. You've got Anaroma, Anaropa claiming three. You've got McLucas claiming two. So horses like Rebel Shadow, Oakfield, Waratah that are drawn those middle to wide gates with claims, they you know they those jockeys are going to want to be aggressive. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a bit of speed on. I think this sets up perfectly for a horse called Smatawi or Smatawi. Is that how you pronounce that one? Yeah, Smartawi. Yeah, Smartawi. Mm. Yeah. Now, this horse has some really good figures. It was really, really impressive last preparation. We know it's won four from 18, placed three times. <clears throat> Only had the one trial. Looked really good behind two classy types in those trials. I think Zoom On might have been one of them. Um, yeah, Jojo was, was a Man was the other. Jojo Was a Man was the other. And, you know, <laughs> good horse. Jojo Was a Man. Was half slow out last start. Never really fired first up anyway. But genuinely, the best run. No, no, and genuinely looks set to peak his second up. Bit mm. of sign of intent here. What's probably the biggest sign of intent gear change wise? Blinker's first time, other than a gelding, but we won't go there. Blinker's first time. This horse will improve significantly. You're getting twenty seven dollars. That's just that's a very very good each way bet in a highly competitive race. I'm keen. Smartawi, best roughy, best value play of the day. What do you like? Smartawi on top for me. No. Yes. Oh, well, it's you, a party you horse. Remember. It was my long shot of the day when he resumed from a spell, and I don't I remember think what happened yesterday, right. mate. <laughs> yeah, and he he nothing went right for him. It it just nothing went right. He ended up in a Queensland Derby last preparation. He's got a touch of class. You've nailed that. Um, I, I thought there was plenty to like about him. I'm with you. Twenty seven and seven fifty the place. That's a good bet. And you touched on Amy McLucas's claim. I think Rebel Shadow, fourth up from a spell here, might be able to. Um, might be able to figure in the finish as well, albeit on trial at this 1,500-metre distance. But um, Smartawi, mate, we're on the same page there. Wow. That'll get them excited. They'll come on the text line now. Smartawi, $27, and we've lined up and, and have not compared notes because I couldn't even pronounce the name properly. There you go. <laughs> hey, let's go on to uh, – we'll, we'll just park that for now. If he gets up, we'll celebrate later. But yep. race seven, this is the Giga Kick Stakes. Now, this is the race name that changes each year to reflect the previous year's Everest winner. Obviously, with the Everest one in 2022 by Giga Kick, 
This race over 1,300 metres is called the Giga Kick Stakes. And your favourite is Think About It, round 170. The only other horse given a chance or under double-figure odds is Private Eye Stablemate, $3.30. Yeah, really, really good race here. And because the rain hasn't come, it's now going to be even, you know, a Closer to a racing too, because I thought if the rain came, you could see a Bella Nipotani, you could see a Zapatea, you could see a Mazu really jump out of the ground. It hasn't, so now it's like back to um, where we were, and that's think about it or Private Eye. I think Private Eye is clearly the bet in this race. I, I can't believe mm. the price differential between the two. I think it's ludicrous. I think it's lazy bookmaking, and I think they're going to get it wrong. And I think Private Eye can get the job. I think Nashville Willow is going to be able to sit a little bit closer, get a better run in transit this time to what we saw in the Everest. Uh, think about it. Well, Barrier 3 is still going to get the same nice run. But I think Private Eye can turn the tables and $3.30 should be closer to $2.60. What do you think? Yeah, I tend to agree with you. I think um, the discrepancy in price between Think About It and Private Eye is too great. Cold Crusher comes across and leads from an outside gate. Surf Dancer won't be too far away. That's your pace of the race. The advantage Think About It has is you can probably settle a pair or two closer than Private Eye. And again, that might be the same issue for Private Eye. A slowly run affair might put him mathematically out of the equation. That's the risk for him. But I suspect Nash in this small field might chance the arm and go, righto, let's try and park a bit closer. Let's try and get on the outside of Think About It. And, uh, and and put the horse into the race. Cascading will just drop out the back. I think talking to James Cummings about a month or so ago, that horse is on a WA campaign. He might be going across to see Simon Miller over there in the Northerly Stakes and whatnot. So keep an eye out for him when he gets across there. Hello, Futures Markets. And Bella Nipotina is probably not hopeless either. She's been racing pretty well of late. She was good last time out behind I Am Me and Airman. And even though she doesn't have the class of the two boys at the top there, she uh, can fill into the placing. So I, I agree with you, Mick. I think Private Eye's big, big price. He won this race last year when it was called the Nature Strip Stakes. And uh, it looks hard to beat again. Yeah, spot on. So we agree. We line up and uh, that's scary. Hey, yeah, off the text line, lads, is there a horse to put a serious bank on? Max Bet on today and also can you lend me 50k <laughs> uh, I like it how he's dressed it up nicely yeah that's good that's a nice stitch up uh, I, I'd say best bet of the day is Canberra legend is my lock and I think Zardozzi down at Flemington will be the other lock down there uh, so you can take the double there and I think we'll get a nice little result Nico do you have any uh, any locks for today yeah. Look, I think Zardozzi is a pr pretty good bet at Flemington as well. I don't think she's completely over the line. There's a horse in that race called Bond Mistress who's about 25 to 1 and probably a small chance. Um, but I tend to agree with you, Zardozzi. Why don't we take a look at um, race 9 at Rose Hill? We've done race 8, which is the Golden Eagle, because race 9, this is Canberra legend. This is your best bet at Rose Hill this afternoon. And maybe this person that's just texted in can hear what you've got to say about number six, Canberra legend, who's around the $2.80 mark for race nine at Rose Hill, which is the Rose Hill Gold Cup. Yep. I just love the profile of these UK stayers, especially when they come under their um, trainership group. Um, and James Ferguson, well, we saw what he did with Land Legend, uh, lining up these two horses, Land Legend and Canberra Legend. It's been suggested there's five links. Um, Canberra Legend's five links, but I probably wouldn't go that far and say it's probably more like two uh, and, and I think that it only has to be as good as Land Legend to beat these. Stroke of Luck's a horse that we, you know, it was a best bet at $7. So you, you can't sort of, doesn't owe us anything, but I just don't think it's up to Canberra Legend. But I think it's a great um, exact to play. Quinella, if you want to be a little bit soft, mm. which is which is fine. Uh, outside of those two, I cannot see 
any horse threatening these. You know, Renaissance Woman's out. It's probably the only horse who could get close. Wild Planet gets to 2,000 metres first time, rolls forward, may stick on for a place. But I think Canberra Legend is just the class factor in this race. And I think Canberra Legend will get the job done and convincingly. And I think Stroke of Luck, there'll be a nice gap to it. And then, well, who makes up the rest of uh, the uh, the runners there? I'll let you tell me. Diamil's in there. Uh, I'll give you a stat about Diamil. Talk to uh, me. He's had four runs back from a spell, so he's fifth up today. He's had 26 starts in his career. 17 of those 26 starts have been either first, second, third, or fourth up from a spell, and he's won twice. Basically, what I'm telling you is he's four from nine when fifth up or deeper into preparation. This is when he hits his straps, Mick. This is what he likes. And he's coming back from a 2,000-meter race at Caulfield last start, and uh, he was very good behind Muramasa there. And I tell you what, at $9 that's floating around or $10 floating around at the moment, I think that's a really good bet for him. There we go. I found my trifecta horse. That's good. There you that's go. Got and, and look, if the rain comes, you've got to entertain number one, no compromise. Nash yeah. for, uh, for Chris Waller. This horse has never won on a good surface, but just keep an eye on the skies. If you see them start talking about how the rain's tumbling down, he's a very, very accomplished wet tracker. Well, speaking of radar watch, I'm having a look now. I've, brought out, I've gone all the way to the 512-kilometre composite because I, there is nothing in the western, western parts of Sydney. Okay. Well, we'll wait and see if uh, a big gust of wind can blow the clouds over. We'll see what unfolds. Let's go and have a look at race 10 now uh, before we go to a break and then come back with a couple of little tidbits for you on Golden Eagle Day. Here's race 10. It's a benchmark 78 over 1,100 metres. Your favourite is way to the stars. Nashville Willer for uh, for uh, Matthew Smith around the 270 mark. Tristate was awesome winning two starts ago. It was a little bit flat last time out. Madeline Owen takes the ride for Anthony Cummings around the $4 mark and Jedebeel's there with a chance as well at 450. Yeah, there's been four scratchings. So the way the map sort of sits here is way to the stars are rolled forward. Uh, Defiant Heart won't be too far away and uh, Tristate from out wide. With the claim, we'll be right there. And I think that's just made the job a lot easier for uh, Madeline Owen now. From that wide gate, she can actually get across a lot easier than what she was going to be able to. I didn't have a lot between Weight of the Stars and Tri-State other than the three kilo claimer coming to town was a negative, but now it's a smaller field. It's probably she can overcome that, mm. that draw a lot easier. So that's really graved me up. Now I don't really want to play in the race at all. And if I get to this stage of the day and I need to, and I need to um, get a winner, I'll probably just look for a bet on Sunday. <laughs> uh, that all said, I have Weight of the Stars narrowly on top and... Smashing Eagle now with the map favours in a smaller field can be closer. And before I append it, because this is going to find too much trouble because that's just what this horse does, right? It's just, mm. that's its MO. Mm. But now it can be closer in a smaller field, can definitely run over the top. I could actually lean that way. And then Tri-State's going to be thereabouts with a claim. Really difficult way to finish the day. How did you see it? I think he's the one to beat, uh, way to the stars. He was good last time out behind Stanislaus, who was your best bet for the day and got the cash back on the 7th of October. Been back to the trials and won there since as well. He's adept on good and soft tracks, so a little bit of rain won't uh, do his uh, chances any harm. Uh, and the other one is Sebenak. Now, I, I, I still think that he's a 1,000-metre fresh horse, but he's had two runs at 1,100 metres and he's on a seven-day, sorry, 1,200 metres. Sorry, he's had a run at 1,200 metres. He's on a seven-day backup, back to 1,100 metres, which I think is an interesting one, Mick. You don't often see a horse backing up uh, and dropping in distance on a seven-day backup. So I'm interested to see how he parades today. 
and I think he's got above average ability, so he might be one there around the six fifty mark. Well, there you guess. go. And that, well, no, not at all. But that's that's sort of the race, isn't it? So we've we've talked about four horses that could win, and <laughs> we probably a, won't get it either. There's only eight horses in the race. Here comes Jetabil. gets out, <laughs> and Jetabil is a horse that was unlucky last start, and, and actually could win the race again. So if we're getting to race ten, and and uh, you know we need a winner, as I said, we might have to just look on to Sunday. But uh, hopefully, Canberra Legend gets a job done for us in race nine because sit back, relax, and just enjoy race ten, and maybe it could be a good quaddy leg to take the field yeah absolutely what we're going to do is we're going to take a break here on the sydney set when we come back we'll wrap things up get noisy the newest betting app with bang on opening specials time to bet noisy people imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support visit gamblinghelponline.org.au Welcome back to the Sydney Set. Sydney Spring Carnival. Elegance, thrills and world-class racing await. And Mick, i tell you what else is awaiting today. $25 million at Rose Hill this afternoon. $7 million down at Flemington. So $32 million altogether up for grabs in the two states. Recap your best bet for the day anywhere in Australia. Uh, Rose Hill, race nine, number six, Canberra legend. Okay. Uh, for me, look, my best bet anywhere in Australia is probably Zardozzi in the Wakeville Stakes. But at um, Rose Hill, I'm pretty keen on race four, number two, Shohai, who Mick's making the lay of the day. And I love it when this happens. It's good, isn't it? It's good. Yeah. I feel like a bit of egg for breakfast tomorrow morning, so it'll be on my face. <laughs> I'll, I'll, tw- I'll tweet you. Yeah, you're, oh God, don't, do, don't start me on that, would you? <laughs> Just a little shout out there to people, like if I tip you one and it doesn't win. That's going to happen plenty of times. Yeah. I don't need to know about it. The chances are I've backed it myself. Um, <laughs> now, Mick, Golden Eagle, just recap your thoughts on the big $10 million race again today. Yeah, great race. Hawaii 5 on top. Uh, a Bambi won't be too far away. I think it's a good price. Amelia's Jewel there or thereabouts. And Legato, well, you can't doubt its credentials, Nico. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm going to the Waller pair. Kovalika and Osipenko. Kovalika is just primed to peak today. Osipenko has had a disappointing preparation, but he is a Rose Hill specialist. Waller at home. Waller grand final. Tick, tick, tick. Now, Hang before, on, before go, you move on, can you just pronounce the Japanese horse for me, Nick? Um, I haven't got the name in front of me, Mick. So uh, number 12, <laughs> I believe it is. Yep. Obamburamai. There you go. I had to get there it out you of go. you. I didn't <laughs> you, even have it in front of me. You spent 53 just... minutes avoiding it. <laughs> I just remember when I was working on racing.com and I'd just go get to a name I didn't know and I'd just be like number seven, four dollars into three sixty. Oh, um gross. now we've got the Melbourne we won't talk about we obviously we're a Sydney show, but the Melbourne Cup's on Tuesday. It's a massive race. Give us your box trifecta for it this early. Obviously the field's gonna get drawn up later on today, but what do you like? Yeah, no surprises here for mine. I'll take without a fight to win. I think it's around uh, $7 now. I think I'll probably start favourite. I think once Vorban turns it up in the mounting yard, that's what I'm predicting. Could be wrong. Um, Gold Trip will be there or thereabouts. Big weight, probably lobs for third. Uh, which, you know, Solcom or Vorban, probably to fill that out. Can I take four for a, for a, the top three? Like the top four yep. in the market for a trifecta? Like how, gut, I, how guts is that? I'll stand out without a fight and then I'll take the other. I think the other three will, uh, will run top four. What do you like? Christ, I hope you're right. I've got a, a double with without, a cups double with without a fight, so I'd love that to come off without a fight. Vorbin and my ruffie for the race is military mission for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bot. Solcom gets the blinkers off, and a little spy told me he jumped out very well with the blinkers off. So maybe he jumps on terms. Hey, uh, that's it from us this week on the Sydney set. Uh, catch all the action via the podcast. We'll chat to you next week. <laughs>